Seltzer Kings Podcasts. What the hell are you thinking is the show that talks about everything you thought you knew? I mean, well, not everything. We, we don't do math. But the kind of things that make the world the way it is today. Confusing, annoying, contradictory, and often extremely stupid. Join host Dave Bledsoe as he explores the past 50 years or so and explains how dumb things were then and why they're even dumber now because those things happen. You can listen every Monday morning at whatthehellpodcast.com or on your favorite podcast app. I know for a bleeding fact the Slayer wouldn't mind me being here. Right. What's a little sweater sniffing between sworn enemies? You got in the habit of buying her enemies drinks. Because she spent the better part of last night with me doing just that. Because you guys are such tight pals. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Tell me another. Oh, okay. How about this one? Twice in recent memory, she's had the lover wickers do a de-invite on the house. Keep out specific vamps. Ever ask yourself why she's never taken my name off the guest list? Because you're harmless. Oh, yeah, right. Takes one to know, I suppose. At least I still got the attitude. What you got? Piercing glance? Face it, white bread. Buffy's got a type, and you're not it. She likes us dangerous, rough, occasionally bumpy in the forehead region. Not that she doesn't like you. But sorry, Charlie, you're just not dark enough. everybody welcome to another episode of boys watching buffy we're just two boys watching every episode of buffy the vampire slayer for the first time giving our review our reaction we're your hosts i'm joe welke i am Bant. and today we're talking season five episode eight titled shadow directed by dan atias written by david fury original air date my birthday november 21st 2000 to an audience of 4.83 million people i had just turned 11 when this uh, episode dropped <laughs> Ooh, a little baby a little baby little baby little baby <laughs> <laughs> the king of cups wants to picnic <laughs> <laughs> um no sh- sh- shout outs uh Reminder to join our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash boys watching Buffy. We did Cruel Intentions and seems like it's a popular one. People are digging the Cruel Intentions. That movie, it was great to revisit that movie that I completely forgotten almost everything about. (laughs) But man, yeah, that's a movie, man. It's a good it's a classic. Yeah. Uh, so we did that for Boys Watching Movies this month. Um, and of course, as always, we do Boys Watching Angel on there. And it's a good time. Um, and yeah, also join our Discord. There was a lot of chatter in there this week. It's awesome how like there's more and more people joining and participating in like the earlier seasons talk and me trying to scramble through my memory about what I said or what happened in certain episodes. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, join the Discord, and uh, yeah. So without further ado, let us get into Shadow, shall we, Vance? Yeah, uh, our predictions were way off, um, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. This is a good uh, use of Shadow for the title. Yeah, although I did predict 
I feel like Joyce would have a little. This is happening. Yeah, I feel like so I predicted that a couple episodes ago. There's some predictions of stuff that we had mentioned beforehand yeah, but, that happened in it, but nothing title related. I don't. Feel yeah, like yeah. We, there's no demons in shadows. <laughs> nobody shadowing anybody. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So this episode starts off with a, a recap. Loads of recaps. Yeah. Re- <laughs> I was like, who's dying this episode? Because we're getting a lot of backstory. It felt like one of those episodes where it's like, we're just going to do a whole recap episode, like where they go into something like, hey, tell me your story. And they're like, oh, well, all this happened and this happened. You know, I think the recaps have almost, they died down a bit with mm-hmm. the streaming and like binge watching where they didn't have like last week on. Um, I know Succession does it because it's like a weekly mm-hmm. show. Um, and this, you got to think, this really comes in handy when like they could be two weeks between that episode or something. The holiday yeah, break. Yeah, if you miss an episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no I mean, I know. Back. Yeah. There's no way to go back and just like catch up on the show. I know a lot of anime do recaps, but especially if you're watching on Netflix, they have that skip recap button. Yeah. So you can just like blaze past it. But like this recap, it's recap of glory recap of dawn recap of riley being in love with buffy she's not being in love with him recap of sandy who he sees at the bar who uh was trying to get him to become a vampire mm-hmm. recap of spike's love dream with buffy recap of joyce being like oh, i gotta stay overnight mm-hmm. uh so we get a lot out of the way yeah and the episode opens up with joyce getting her cat scan and uh I don't think that's what a CAT scan machine looks like. I I literally thought that is a giant room for a CAT scan. It it reminded me of some other movie I watched where this room is like where they were doing like some like sci-fi stuff. CAT mm-hmm. scan rooms and medical offices are way brighter. Like I don't know why it's so dark in this hospital <laughs> yeah. in general. And it's a little more clut like crowded. Like the, yeah, the machine say, is big, like, but like there's not like of it's not like you're in this giant empty <laughs> warehouse yeah and and like i know that the machine i feel like is more closed in they had windows on the sides of cats this cat scan machine i didn't yeah. think that was a thing because i know people that have gotten cat scans yeah. that are like it's very claustrophobic yes yeah. um but yeah joyce is getting it done dawn is in the waiting room and she's all nervous and buffy comes over and and is sitting with her, trying to like maintain a positive attitude, trying to be uh, positive. And Dawn is asking a bunch of dumb questions about cat scans. Like, why do they even call it a cat scan? Is it like shaped like a cat? Yeah, I was hoping they didn't do the cat joke thing, but I think they did it well where she does it and Buffy's like, you idiot. And then she looks, and she's like, oh yeah, uh, uh, this yeah, is her. This uh, is just nervous chatter. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, all right, I'll touch this. I'll touch my fake sister. <laughs> They're like, can you scan my brain? Like, what wavelength is making this person real? <laughs> yeah, could you want to do one on Dawn, too? Yeah. See if there's anything in there? <laughs> no, she's just a giant key. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, that's going on. They're all nervous about Joyce. Understandably so. Yeah. 
Um, then we go over to the magic shop and Tara is looking through a phone book because Giles has now a phone book for everybody. Yes. <laughs> Reminder to our younger listeners. I think we brought this up before, maybe an angel. Yeah. Uh, but a phone book was something that was given out. I think they were just given out to everyone. Yeah. And it had every business's number and like the white pages had all the residential stuff. So you could mm -hmm. get in touch you with You could anyone. call anyone with a funny last name and prank call them. Yeah. You didn't have to Google. You didn't have to to Yelp to find a nope. phone number. Um, it led to one of the best, like, I think, Simpsons jokes, which is <laughs> I've gone from A to Z in the phone book. And it was like, <laughs> or so, it looks like they, they do like a time lapse where like... Uh, one of Marge's sisters is calling everyone because they're big gossips and they call mm -hmm. someone with A and then they call someone at Z, but then they just call two people <laughs> as opposed to calling everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But, Join uh, the Discord. I'll try and post that in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, so Giles has taken an ad out in the phone book. He's got an ad for the magic box and Tara's looking at it. She's like, oh, this is nice. It's got a very tongue twistery catch phrase for it i don't remember what it Man, is and but... i did not even pay attention to what it said at all yeah i mean i knew that it was a tongue twister it was like your one stop shop for everything magic shop related or it was something okay. crazy yeah uh but then anya and xander and willow show up and anya is super fucking jazzed about this ad she's like oh my god am i featured in the ad and joust is like no and she's like eh but then Xander and Willow are talking and they're kind of pissed that it's the next day from the last episode where Riley went to that vampire den and chucked a grenade in there. And they're pissed. They're like, why would he do that? We were supposed to go meet up in the morning and do this. And then he just totally bailed. But we went to the place anyway and saw that it was fucking blown up with a <laughs> grenade. It's like, why would he go and do that by himself? That's dangerous as shit. And then they're like, I don't know, Riley's going through some shit. <laughs> like, I never liked Riley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so then they all decide, like, they need to research who Glory is and what she is, even though that they don't, uh, they don't know anything about her, and, except that she's blonde and kind of Cordelia-like. And like, well, that's really narrows it down. But... They deduce like, hey, man, this is like typical demon shit. She's probably staying in some kind of disgusting crypt or a crappy sewer with a bunch of human feces floating around. And as soon as they were saying all this, mm -hmm. it was that setup line like, oh, we're going to cut to glory in a palatial estate. My thing about this setup is one, we've already seen where she lives or a place where she lived with that closet, right? Yeah. That wasn't implied that she broke into someone's house and is living there, right? And we've also done this joke better with Giles when he was upset that that one demon was, like, mm. not living in a sewer or something. Yeah. He's like, have some, yeah, and he was like <laughs> <laughs> have some decency, demon. Um, yeah, so this one was, like, fine. It's an okay transition, but yeah. So Glory's in her amazing apartment house situation. She's... She's fashionistaing all over the place. She's looking at her pumps. She's looking at her heels. She's got a bunch of clothes strewn about. And she has this underling monk guy who's giving her some kind of 
Oh yeah, his name is Dreg, Dreg, right? Dreg the brown noser demon. He is Dude, I fucking hated this guy. <laughs> he is. Rip out my tongue if you have to. I don't care. You're the best. Like Yeah. He's I, a groveling piece of shit roach. I don't know anybody who would like having someone grovel to them. No. Like that that is so annoying. <laughs> and yeah, he's just like my dearest, most amazingness. Yeah. How most unbelievably intelligent woman like glory is like eating it up for like two seconds before she's just like drag what what are you doing here give me the dark incantation that i told you to give dig up for me before she casually drops that her name is glory yeah <laughs> she casually drops i was like oh so it doesn't really mean anything <laughs> yeah it's not that important <laughs> i felt so much better about this after this episode being like oh no i looked up i saw some kind of spoiler i really thought she was gonna say her name was glory through like one of those like gigantic speeches to buffy like where she's beating her up but she's like and you will know my name is glory or something and it yeah. would like reverberate like you can't hear her name and it'd be like oh my eardrums or, something. or it was gonna be something about once you find out her name you have power over her or something like in the conjuring to <laughs> like Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, she's just like, huh, oh, glory. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he gives her this dark incantation and she hits him in the head with a heel at a certain point. And, and she's like, you gotta make sure you gotta guarantee me that this spell is going to work because if it doesn't, I'm going to be pissed drag. He's like, I, I'm telling you it's going to work. And she reads through it and she's like, all right, I see the, what I need to do. I just need to get a couple other items and I know exactly where to get them. And she opens up her phone book and rips out the magic box ad. She's some super something. We don't know what she is. Mm -hmm. She has to have another method. <laughs> why would you and assume why would you going assume, to a store and buying <laughs> why would you assume this store has those items <laughs> just opened <laughs> i would be like oh do you have a top hat that i could put a fake rabbit in or something like do you have that thing where i can pull all the like and my underwear out it just keeps coming yeah. <laughs> <Got> <laughs> underwear <laughs> that, like handkerchiefs the handkerchiefs things, things yeah uh, the clown sometimes do the underwear yeah oh okay okay yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but this is a nice setup, nice setup for Giles putting that ad out and it immediately mm -hmm. backfires, like yes. immediately. This is a great episode for Giles. <laughs> the day that that phone book comes out, it fucking leads to a demonic thing that's threatening yeah. all of life. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's this show is fucking hilarious sometimes, man. I love it. <laughs> um so yeah after that riley heads on over to buffy's house and he notices that the door is open and he's like oh okay this is suspicious so he goes in there and he sees a strange cloth lying at the foot of the stairs and he's like this is even more suspicious so this somebody's here that isn't supposed to be here or something went wrong so i need to investigate i need to put on my sneaky shoes so he starts like doing the sneaky climb up the stairs. And then we cut to good, good build on this house that's been wrecked. Those stairs aren't creaking at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wooden stairs. Yeah, dude. Yeah. The bane of every 
teenager's existence that's trying to sneak back into the house. Oh, yeah. My, I could hear my parents coming downstairs. Like, if we, because we'd be, like, in the basement, and we could hear our parents from upstairs because those stairs would creak. Like, you'd be like, yeah, oh, man. they're coming. <laughs> yeah. You At least it gave you some time if oh, you were yeah. doing something weird Oh, yeah, we'd weird be real in the quiet. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Your brother, like, what are you talking about? We're just watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> Little did you know you're having a fucking occult <laughs> meeting. You're raising demons in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> we're playing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... So Riley's on his uh, sneaky shit. He's creeping up the stairs. Um, then we cut to seeing who has infiltrated the Summers household. And it is Spike. This During daytime. Mm-hmm. During the daytime, he's in Buffy's room sniffing Buffy's clothes. He just has a sweater up to his face and he is taking a big old whiff, man. And this is where Spike... <laughs> This is, our, this, is the guy, this is the guy we're pulling for. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. We like him more than Riley. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on. Like, shit. <laughs> oh, man. So he is... <sighs> enjoying the smell of a Buffy sweater and Riley comes in and he catches him and he's like hey man what are you doing in here and Spike turns around he's like I'm doing fucking predator shit you wouldn't understand I'm getting the scent of my victim Uh, see this is this is what I do and he takes a couple more sniffs and Riley's like no you're not get out of (laughs) here he kicks him out and on the way out yep Spike grabs a pair of Buffy's panties. Uh, this is our. <laughs> this is the guy. This is our hero. <laughs> this is. This is. This is who we're shipping for Buffy. <laughs> yeah, Man. I mean, what a guy! <laughs> he had a shotgun about it. <laughs> shotgun last night. He had a shotgun. Brought a shotgun to her place last night. Now he's stealing her panties. This is like an anime crush. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, anime is the horniest. Those teens in that, or not even. Uh, I don't even know. They're like, it's aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm. I mean, watch, I've been watching some Chainsaw Man, and boy, oh boy, dude, <laughs> dude, god, Chainsaw Man is it, hilarious. It's though. funny, but man, yeah. Um. But so Spike is getting kicked out. And Riley is like, what do you think you're doing here, man? What are you doing? And then Spike explains to Riley, like, oh, you're just jealous because I was with Buffy all night last night. And Riley's like, what? You you were with Buffy last night? And this is he's preying on Riley's insecurities about him not being cool. And he's like, yeah, man, you're not cool enough. Uh, I'm a fucking vampire and Buffy's got a type, you know. And it's vampires, my dude. And Riley's like, that's not true. That's not true. How did you even get in here? How are you invited in here? And Spike is like, hey, man, I'm just saying Buffy and Willow have done a ton of de-invite spells. Guess who hasn't been on that list of de-invites? Ya boy. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. I did not know that the spell was specific. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, me neither. I thought it was like vampires can't get in. Not like vampires can't get in, but Spike can. In case we need him to babysit or something. <laughs> or or if it's like uh, Harmony can't come in. That would yeah. be so tedious if they yeah. had to do it to every single vamp. Impossible. I think what happened is she probably invited him in last night. And he's mm. like lying about this and saying that he's on the list. You know, like... I feel like it's more of a forget thing, especially... I mean, Riley's Riley's uh, reasoning is like, yeah, she doesn't have to de-invite you because you're harmless. You can't hurt her. Yeah. And Spike's like, well, <laughs> listen up. White bread. Called him bread. Mm-hmm. Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. This is military guy all over again. Yeah. And so he's like, look, dude, you're safe. You're white bread. You're milk. Buffy is not into that. She likes danger. I told her a whole story. The whole episode last time was me telling her she's got a death wish. So (laughs) she wants to fucking be with a dangerous guy. And then Riley's like, oh, yeah, you want to see dangerous? And he grabs Spike by the lapels and shoves him out into the sunlight. And I was like, all right, I like this, Riley. Taking command. He's like, how dangerous do I feel right now? And Spike's like, please, stop. I'm, I'm burning up. I'm burning up. Which would be true even if he wasn't a vampire because he is pale as fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I wonder if later, like in season seven, some vampire invents like some suntan cream that's like completely uh, UV. <laughs> so they can like yeesh. slather all over and go out. Like get weird, get get even weirder in the last yeah. season. <laughs> just go all just out. Go Who out. gives a fuck? Anyway? Just you already got syndication. <laughs> like Sir Michelle Gellar's just drunk on set. Like it doesn't. <laughs> but uh, Spike is like, you don't want to. You don't want me to die right now because then you don't know what's going on with Buffy. Buffy's at the hospital. You don't know where she is. And Riley pulls him back inside and Riley's like, what? She's at the hospital. And Spike's like, yeah, don't you know? Joyce has a, a, a sickness. She's she's like sick in the head. She, she's not doing well. So she had to go to the hospital. Does, don't people call you and tell you these things? And Riley's like, don't fucking know. <laughs> this is uh, exactly, it's, it's not exactly what I predicted, but I thought like, I thought Buffy was going to be like, Hey, Spike was there for me and you weren't or something. I thought Buffy was going to like throw it in his face, but this is better that Spike's throwing it in his face. And also, I don't think Buffy's thinking of calling Riley first thing. Yeah, I mean, it's forgivable. Yeah, this isn't like Riley's not her husband or something, you know, like and they don't live together. It's like I got to go take my mom to the hospital last second oh what should i do a vampire showed up with a shotgun my mom has some a cat scan hey riley (laughs) like yeah no yeah who knows what time it was when buffy found out too and the only reason spike knows is because he showed up with a shotgun to kill her yeah like that's it's not like she called spike like spike (laughs) i gotta talk you know my mom that you love having hot chocolate with she's not doing well (laughs) She called but Giles it does, before anybody else. Giles and Willow before Riley. Facts. Yeah. It does work in a way to yes. like prey on Riley's insecurities, though. Yes. So Riley's all pissed off that he didn't know, and he just chucks. He DJ Jazzy Jeffs Spike <laughs> out into the sunlight. <laughs> and Spike's like, give me my cloth! Give me my cloth, please! 
And then Riley just throws him the cloth. It's like, why would he do that? Why does Riley care? In my why notes, doesn't he just kill him? I just said, just kill Spike, Riley. Yeah. Just kill him. Like, kill him. He turns to dust. And then everyone's like, have you seen Spike? He's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or even if even if Buffy or, or someone's like, have you seen Spike? And Riley's like, I killed him. He was being a piece of shit. They'd be like, all right. Yeah, exactly. I don't think anyone would be like, what? You? How could you? Um, you, you see your pair of underwear that's outside? <laughs> <laughs> he was in your house <laughs> sniffing your underwear. And Buffy would be like, he did try to kiss me. <laughs> like, yeah. Riley, just kill him. Like, I like yeah. Spike. Okay. But the plot armor on this guy. Yeah, it's unreal. <laughs> So then Riley is all sad and mopey, but he's like, all right, well, now I know where Buffy is. I'm going to show up to the hospital. And he does. And he's like, Buffy, how's it going? And Buffy turns around. She hugs him. And she's like, things are tough, man. Like, thanks for showing up. Uh, Will you go sit with Dawn, though, while I go and check in on my mom? And Riley's like, yeah, sure. So... Buffy goes into the examination room with the doctor and Joyce. And then immediately, as soon as she gets into the room, the doctor's like, oh, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. Leaves it to Joyce to explain everything. Yeah. So in that dark, or I mean, I know they're looking at the x-rays, but normally it's like that panel that has the light shining back so you can see it. But the room isn't like darkened. <laughs> it's not like you're in a movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like they have in a projection dark room or something. <laughs> So the doctor leaves and Buffy's like, what's going on? And Joyce is like, well, I have to have a surgery right now. And luckily there's space in the OR today because usually people have to wait a couple weeks or days or weeks. But <laughs> Dude, luckily, vampire attacks and demon waters. <laughs> the, the surgeons are like, I'm working myself to the bone. Like, please. Oh, oh, she's just got a fucking, she's just got a tumor. Oh, that's something I've seen before. <laughs> I'm not like stitching up lacerations. Yeah. Yeah. But Buffy's like, why do you need to have surgery? What's going on? And Joyce is like, they did x-rays and the CAT scan and all that shit. And uh, they they saw a shadow. It's just a shadow. They don't know exactly what it is yet, but they need to do a biopsy to make sure and it's too early to be concerned and like we don't exactly know what's going on yet but they just want to check and make sure that everything is okay and if it isn't okay how soon they can like get to working on treatment and dude buffy's acting i gotta say in this whole episode sarah michelle geller's acting this is great Mm -hmm. like the shell shock of all of this stuff it's great she's like nailing it love it yeah she's just carrying over that cruel intentions uh, <laughs> acting ability like she's great in cruel intentions and she's great in this she's uh yeah. yeah she's showing it off yeah i like the idea of what they're doing here and she should be happy that they found it uh they found oh, out yeah. what the problem is because that's the worst if you go to the hospital and you're like i feel something is wrong and then they're like we don't know what it is so then you're just like in the <laughs> like in the weeds like i whatever what's wrong with me but now yeah. they found out something and it's like great now yeah. we can like figure out what it is and see if it's something, see if it's curable. But yeah. So after this scene of Joyce breaking the news to Buffy, we go back to the magic box where the gang is researching about who and what glory might be. And Tara posits this theory that I think I've mentioned where it was like, 
maybe glory is not even in these books dude like maybe she's something some kind of new thing that the watchers haven't even thought of or maybe she predates the watchers keeping records of all this shit i i will give you credit for that because at least you like heard her talk about herself and like being like ancient and the monks being like oh my god this ancient thing tara just like comes up with this out of thin air (laughs) (laughs) she's like "Mm, maybe she predates books Uh, we haven't had to deal with anything like that before and we've dealt with the mayor yeah (laughs) the the mayor and the uh ascension was in books yeah (laughs) like i'm surprised people knew how to write after the first ascension um But, but yeah, this, yeah. this piques Giles's interest, though. He's mm-hmm. like, "What? You think it couldn't be in the books? Everything's in the books, mm-hmm. but maybe this isn't, huh?" Because when I remember when we were reading about this lady before, it's that which shall not be named, or so that cannot be named, and maybe she predates even language itself. <laughs> He's like, "Has Harry Potter been written yet?" <laughs> <laughs> But then they're like, well, if she's not in the books, then there's no way we can even research her. We have no idea anything about her. And she could be anything. And she could be anywhere. And Glory shows up right behind Giles as he says that, which I loved. Yes. And she's like, hey, do you have this bloodstone and this amulet and all this stuff? And Giles like, oh, yeah, it's right over there. And then after she walks away, Giles turns around and does the whole, I mean, she could be anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it could be any of us. <laughs> no, but you're the one dressed like a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> nice little reference. If you get it, you yeah. get it. <laughs> so uh, Glory finds the items that she needs and she's she's buying them and she's just all chipper and giles is like oh man these are great items aren't they well here's the here's the price and glory gives him the money and she's like yeah these are gonna come in handy and she leaves and giles is like that was a nice lady yeah. <laughs> which is excellent yep i like that the scene was just she shows up she buys the stuff and she leaves i don't know yeah. how she didn't overhear them talking about her <laughs> yeah public. right but uh other than that it's great i like that she's just like i got the stuff yeah yeah Nope, no problem. No issue. Just Use money. It. Didn't have to kill anybody. Yep. Yep. So then we go back to the hospital and Dawn is asleep and Riley puts his oversized jacket on her. To- <laughs> I wrote he puts his <laughs> ugly jacket on Dawn. <laughs> I just don't know why they went with that color. It's too close it's to not like... the color. It's, it's the it's, fit. I mean, things were baggy back then though, too. Like True, but this look... I mean, it doesn't, we'll t- it doesn't I'm talking about it. It doesn't work for him. I'm talking about it on the on the report, on the Joe's Fashion Report. <laughs> do you it, like Do you like the coat better as a blanket or a coat? <laughs> <laughs> as a blanket, it's fine. Yeah, definitely as a blanket. <laughs> Just on him, it looks bad. It, I don't know, right? I, I, I'm with you. I'm the with you. It looks, it just, yeah, it doesn't fit him right. Yeah. Like I think David Boreanaz could probably pull it off. Maybe. I, don't I mean, know. it'd look weird got, on him. I think the jacket would look weird on him, but maybe he would. I don't know. I it's, just don't it's, know. It's that duster. It's the duster thing, and it's always sunny how everybody puts it on. Charlie looks different. Mac looks different. Dennis looks different in it. Yeah. Um, I just. Yeah. Whatever. 
But he puts the jacket on her and he's like comforting her as she's falling asleep. And Buffy's, you know, across the hall watching it. And she's like, hmm, that's a lovely guy over there. He's nice and safe and bread and milk. <laughs> and then so Joyce's doctor comes over to Buffy and he's like, all right, well, we figured some stuff out. You want to sit down so I can tell you? Buffy's like, fuck, no, I'm sick of sitting, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Just tell me. Just give me the news. And... The doctor goes, all right, well, your mom has low-grade glioma, which is a brain tumor. And the symptoms that it could have are loss of vision, appetite, mood swings, loss of control of limbs even. And we need to see if the tumor is operable. And after hearing this, Buffy's like, I got to fucking sit down. (laughs) So they go and sit down. And the doctor is like, don't worry, like, Things are going to be fine. Like Joyce has a real good chance. Like if we can't find out if it, if it's not operable, there are other options for treatment. And luckily, like luckily she found out about this now, because if it was even a year ago, like we wouldn't have so many options. So we, she's got a real good chance. And Buffy goes, well, what is a real good chance? What does that mean? And the doctor goes, about one out of three patients do just fine, which is not a very good chance. <laughs> odds are bad. Not not even fifty percent. Thirty three point three 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 three. If he's if he's going by baseball logic, yeah, Joyce is a Hall of Famer. But, <laughs> but if we're going by by survival, doing just fine odds, that's not good, dude. That's, <laughs> Like that's bad. Yeah, he's not a great three point shooter, but he's shooting thirty three percent. Yeah. When he said that, I was like, "That's not. That's terrible." Like, but Buffy is obviously shocked, and the doctor's like, "I gotta ask you some questions to see like what could have factored into this." Does your mom use a cell phone? And I remember I, this. I do too. <laughs> this like. Don't put the cell phone up to your ear. It's going to cause like Yeah. To- Back when cell phones were first being used, yeah. everyone was a little bit worried about like, oh, we're putting all this waves and radio waves and all this shit up to your head. And, and it could be causing cancer or brain tumors. And then everybody just loved cell phones so much that they were like, ah, fuck it. I'll just yeah. get a brain tumor. I was just thinking that like if we found out tomorrow, like all cancer could be gone if iPhones go away, people would be like. We got to find a way to cure cancer. <laughs> Everyone would be like, ew, does that mean I have to switch to an Android? <laughs> you monsters. I, I, as an Android user, I'll admit it on the podcast. <laughs> the Apple people. <laughs> it's like, it's the only thing people get shamed for more than like, if you saw someone driving a different car than yours, you wouldn't be like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. A different computer. No one's like, oh, you use a PC, you use a Mac. Mm-hmm. It, but the cell phone. Yeah. And you see, and it's all because Apple won't let you share photos the same way. It's Apple's yeah. fault. It's Apple's fault. Dude, my one buddy, Opie, has a great stand up bit about Android users. Like, it's not just like a, it's like our personality trait at this point. It's yeah. a lifestyle being that annoying to iPhone users. <laughs> and our one personality trait is fuck you, iPhone users. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't get a different color bubble when you text me. Apple's making it. Apple's making. Apple's the problem. I mean, I never understood. Like, I've heard people like on dating apps when they yeah. 
get a person's number and they have an android and the other person has an iphone they'll be like it gives them the ick if they have an android it's like are you serious (laughs) that's the it must be nice to have that but that be the biggest inconvenience in your life oh right dude i will say the sharing videos and and pictures is a pain in the ass like having to get whatsapp or something like that it's insane but it's apple not wanting to do it like it's not the other way around yeah so yeah but whatever so we asked if she's using a cell phone do you live near power lines or any kind of waste disposal facilities and buffy's like dude i i, have, I don't fucking know right now like i just found out my mom has a tumor and she's got a 33 percent chance of of being fine like i have been touching a lot of like glowing orbs and spheres yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there was that one time where uh, there has been a couple times where my mom's memories have been completely wiped and <laughs> she doesn't even realize what reality she's in yeah. i have a fake sister is that you think that might be <laughs> one time she was like obsessed with my best friend and wanted to fuck him yeah. like her <laughs> she tried to kill me and my friend <laughs> burn us alive uh-huh yeah. yeah she was influenced by ghost children maybe that gave her a tumor uh, it's, it's all that band candy that's what it was it was all that oh, band yeah. candy. so now our hero our our featured extra doctor intern ben shows up he's great he just shows up he taps the doctor on the shoulder he's like hey you're needed in the operating room and the doctor's like all right i'll i'll get to these questions a little later and so he comes and he sits next to buffy he's like hey it looks looks like you needed to have a break and i mean i <laughs> i overheard <laughs> like how did he know that she needed a break like did he know about joyce's uh, just, i think diagnosis? he just knows that doctor and he does yeah, know he, about, he does know like, that joyce is uh recovering a little bit i think okay uh, he probably willed her to recovery or whatever or you know out of the operating yeah. hey he's around yeah but he's like yeah that doctor he doesn't really understand human uh interaction a lot and he's kind of robotic so sometimes like he means well he's a great doctor your mom's in good hands so i wouldn't even worry about it but there's nothing you can do right now um so don't fret I think you should go take a break, go out for a walk or something. Your mom's going to be out for another six or seven hours. So go take a walk, do something healthy and come on back. And as soon as he said that, I thought that there was going to be a smash cut to Buffy killing vampires in a graveyard. I was just happy he didn't like ask her out during that time. I was like, oh, don't use this. Don't. Yeah. Don't do this. Don't don't do it like. Hey, we'll go out and we'll grab a coffee and like kill some time right now. It's like, ooh, that's low. That's uh, yeah. not why she's grieving. And he was just like, no, hey, this is my unsolicited advice. And he walks away. And I was like, damn. All right. Riley's out. Intern Ben yeah. is in. <laughs> you know, while, while your mom is out, I was thinking maybe we could go out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I knew a few things we could do to take your mind off of this. <laughs> oh, you want to bring your sister too? let him go all the way down the creek written and directed by joss whedon (laughs) we have spike sniffing sweaters and stealing underwear to start this yeah that's true so but yeah dr intern ben is like that's just my unsolicited advice i hope that you you know i hope that everything goes well but uh your mom's in good hands basically and i was like this is good 
doctorship. That's good. Uh, what was it? Bedside manner. Yeah. 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 So he he walks away. Riley comes on over to comfort Buffy, and Buffy's like, "Hmm, you know what? I got an idea. I I heard this guy Vance Tucker talking about this. <laughs> I'm gonna go." get some fucking magic there's got to be some kind of healing spell i'm gonna go talk to willow about this and riley's like you sure about that you sure about that you think that's a good idea and i was like uh. i was not expecting riley to be the one that would be like mm, i don't think you should do magic yeah. i was so surprised that they flipped it that way you know yeah um and it does make sense because then Buffy would be in an emotional state of like acting emotionally. Like, I gotta do something. Yeah, I, I kind of like. I understand what they're doing with the whole magic stuff they talk about later. Um, but you know, magic. We've seen magic give people abilities and stuff that we saw in Angel and whatever too. Um, I was thinking to myself right here. This is the time where Riley suggests that they use the military guys. And the military doctors that he has. Oh, like remember yeah. he tried to offer that. Like, should we put them on it? This guy did surgery on your chest and Spike's head in the same night. Yeah, find that dude. Two very completely different yeah. parts of like. There's brain surgeons and there's heart surgeons. Yeah, those those skills don't overlap a lot. You know, and you got to think the initiative has some super science like yeah that's what i was like oh yeah bring up those guys like you brought them up before to like oh should we put them on it to find glory fuck that figure out how to help my mom and maybe maybe buffy will love you (laughs) (laughs) trap buffy with like you can't leave me my boy saved your mom (laughs) yeah 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 you did put your humongous jacket on my sister that's fake (laughs) yeah that you're you're (laughs) gonna ask me to watch right now yeah but so Riley is like, yeah, I don't think that we should bring magic into this. And Buffy's like, I got to try something. We have to see if it even exists. We got to try. And then Riley's like, all right, well, if you're going to do that, you need anything from me? Buffy's like, yeah, well, you drop my sister off at school. I think, and I'm like, uh, she could just take the day off. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Riley's like, uh, what should I tell her about your mom? And Buffy's like, don't tell her anything tell her we don't know anything yet i'll figure out what to tell her or at least joyce will have something to to tell her like it should not come from you riley (laughs) basically i thought this was going to be a bigger moment i'm happy it wasn't like i'm happy like him not telling wasn't like this whole like oh my god you didn't tell me and Mm -hmm. she gets mad at buffy and all that stuff i was happy that that didn't go that route same because there's no way he should tell her (laughs) Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, we go on over to the magic box and Anya is doing her clerk cashier duties. And she's looking at the receipts and she's like, discovers, hey, hey, Giles, what are, are you fucking stupid? And Giles is like, what? And Xander's like, Anya, what did I tell you about <laughs> not talking to your employer like this? Giles is like, yeah, I should fucking fire you. And Anya's like, no, dude, like, you are fucking stupid. You sold this amulet and this bloodstone to somebody, and you should never sell those things together. This is like selling meth and, and bomb things together. 
and and they're like what what are you talking about she's like don't you know this spell isn't anyone familiar with the spell this could cause like this is some kind of crazy summoning of incredible demon magic that you could have unleashed on on the world if you sold these items together and Tara and Willow are like, oh, yeah, I've kind of heard about that spell. Yeah, that's bad news. And Giles is like, oh, I didn't know. I had mentioned this in a previous episode that they need to keep an inventory of what they sell to people and like a way to track those people down. They should yep. know. the fact Take that, IDs. The fact that they are selling these two items in a regular store to what they assume are regular people. Every person that's coming in there with a list of specific shit to buy is up to yeah. something. Yes. Like, not like good shit. Like, not like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, I have a bully at school. I just want to, like, figure out and make them nice. <laughs> like, they all are coming in with devious plots. This is, this is all for uh, self-defense. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, it's not, bro. <laughs> like, she came in and she's like, oh, can I get an amulet and a bloodstone? He's like, oh, I have a bloodstone right here. Why do you have that? Yeah. Why is that for sale? You should be selling fake crystals. Like everything there should not work. It should you just should be you should have fake, yes. fake versions of that with the yes. same name. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. My God, they're selling real shit to people. It's insane. And keep all the good shit for Willow and Tara and yourself. Yeah. The fact that, the fact that you can go in there to find something to conjure a demon, and right, I could just buy that. I could just stumble in there and be like, oh, I like that. That looks pretty. Like, I mean, I just always will hearken back to when Xander mm-hmm. was just reading three random words out of a book and the book caught on fire. They weren't even that random. They were just Latin for the thing that he did. It was just like, <laughs> it was True. like fire. He just read Latin. Uh, yeah. Man, I just, yeah, this is insane. This this magic shop makes, it makes no sense they, they sell this stuff to people yeah but then through this they figure out oh that must have been glory so now we at least know what she looks like and what she's planning at least he knows I, yeah. and xander should know xander's yeah. a guy he's like yeah. he's kinda, <laughs> he didn't see red dress hot girl walk in dude glory looks so hot dude <laughs> I mean, she walks in the, in the middle of the, the day. report. She it, she walks in the middle of the day in that dress. <laughs> like, it's yeah, no that's way. an intense dress. And I'll say this: around. all the girls would notice it too. Like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they they don't even make a comment on her, but they all saw her walk in. They haven't yeah. seen anyone look like this <laughs> since walking. Cordelia left town. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I used to like Buffy. <laughs> Anya would have so made a comment too. Yeah. Oh, uh, she'd be like, Xander, what are you looking at? Yeah. He's like, what? It's cool. She reminded me of something. <laughs> she reminded me of uh, you. All of my fantasies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we go to Riley and Dawn at a carousel. And Dawn is slow eating a milkshake that Riley, I guess, bought for her. Luckily, she puts it down and... Somehow she didn't get it all over her face, and we don't get the dawn ice cream dawn sense. Yeah. yeah, she starts eating, she stops, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm just not that hungry." I was like, Phew. "Yeah," because <laughs> I and this show's so weird. I'm like, "Is she going to start hitting on Riley?" Like, yeah, yeah. I gotta say, 
I love this scene a lot. It does I'm what it needs to do. Big fan, big fan of Riley in this scene, and even Dawn came around on me, and I was like, "This is a sweet, like, good boyfriend to the older sister scene." Like, he didn't take her to school. He was like, "Yeah, yeah you yeah. don't need to be going to school right <laughs> yeah. now." <laughs> yeah, fuck that shit. Let's just go have a good time. All yeah. right. Um, so he takes her to the carousel, and Dawn's telling him about her tenth birthday, where her mom rented out this carousel when they first moved over for, to Sunnydale after the divorce and and uh Dawn hadn't made any friends yet so it was just Joyce Dawn and Buffy riding this carousel for hours and hours or I think it was like a whole hour or something she rented it out she was like and I didn't have any friends so it was just us riding this carousel mm-hmm. and it was like a very sweet and relatable I could see this happening type of situation because Joyce wanted to get her money's worth. Yeah. Which is a that, 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 that reminded me of my parents, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> and I have to remind you, this is all fake memories. Yes. <laughs> like that's None of this like, is real. <laughs> like, I was like, this is a great thing, but it never happened. <laughs> yeah. But uh, then it gets Dawn being like, I'm worried about my mom. Are you, my mom is fucked, isn't she? Riley. <laughs> she's like she's not gonna she's not doing well is she and i was like what do you, no she is gonna pull through she's gonna be just fine you summers women you're tougher than nails you know like you're tough as fuck and i was like dude riley now you're winning me over this is such a good ah oh, this is what riley is great for like comforting the big brother situation i feel like yeah i'm saying he um, has chemistry with everyone except for buffy yeah, like, it's weird him, how like him and Xander they do not mix it all. Him with scenes with Willow, him with scenes with Xander, him with Spike is fun, him with Giles is fun. Yeah, but him with Buffy doesn't work. It is incredible. It's such a bummer. It's a bummer. It's incredible too. Like, because... Doctor Intern Ben had like one scene sits on the couch and you're like, damn, all right, I'm down with that. <laughs> like it's so I don't like. Maybe maybe there are video essays and like studies done. Like I'm sure people have written theses about. Like I'm so curious of what it is mm-hmm. as a person that just studies human interactions and like in a non like just like on the whim. Like how is it not working? Like what is what is it? I don't I don't know. And I think it's because they didn't really know what to do with Riley. When this is what it should have been the whole time, like the comforting protector. Well, he can't like, do I that with that Buffy, though. You can't be comforting true. protector to the Slayer who is like all powerful. Like that fair. doesn't make any sense. Like, and to be fair, that is where a lot of his insecurities come from because I guess yeah. he's he's used to being military guy, comforting protector. Like I'm the man. Maybe it's the initiative that messed it all up. Maybe I don't know. It's. I can't figure it out. I don't understand why like he's good in scenes with other people. Yeah. But Dawn is like, you know what? Thanks for taking me to the carousel. Thanks for the milkshake and everything. Like, I'm really glad that you're with Buffy. She really needs somebody like you right now. And I was like, really? And Dawn's like, yeah, she talks about you all the time. She's really happy that you're around. Uh, And he's like, that's awesome. Thanks for, she's like, yeah, let me put my foot in my mouth really quick. Uh, she was never like this with Angel. And I was like, what? 
She's like, yeah, man. I mean, Buffy was always worked up around it. It was always everything was the end of the world. She was crying. Her mood swings was crazy. And man, she was just all about this guy. But you, she's like really level and like, this is like a safe thing. And then Riley's like, fuck. (laughs) She says he cries a lot less with you than when she was with Angel. And Mm -hmm. then it's like, oh, he, he cried a lot with Angel. Yeah. She's like, yeah, she doesn't get worked up like that over you. And then he yeah. gives that sad face, and I just wrote, ouch. <laughs> yeah, man. She's not trying to hurt his feelings, but he's got that insecurity there, and then that. Yeah, it's well, it's also like Dawn doesn't know what Spike just said to him. Well, what Spike so, just said, and with Buffy, all like that flashback of Buff, him being like, Buffy doesn't love me. And then yeah. the scenes with Angel before. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's it's a lot. He's playing it well, too. Like, oh, no, the, yeah. you can see the, like, fuck, this is weighing on me a lot. Now we're kind of, at this point, we were back to where that episode ended, where it was like, but I know she doesn't love me. And we're like, okay, mm-hmm. now we're ready to ride for Riley. And now, yeah. we, you know, we're going to get, like, two more episodes of, like, randomness. And then we'll go yeah. back to this well of, like, oh, she doesn't like me. Um, mm-hmm. Even the way they do it at the end of this episode felt a little weird. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, speaking of Buffy, she shows up to the magic box and she's talking to the gang. She's like, hey, this is what's up with my mom. Do we know any healing spells that we could get rid of this thing ASAP? And Willow's like, I don't think that I've ever heard of a spell like that that could help Joyce. And Tara's like, yeah, I don't know if that's a good idea. And Buffy's like, what are you talking about? You guys do fucking spells all the time. And then Giles is like, Buffy, the mystical and the medical aren't always a good mix. They're not meant to mix. And Tara's like, yeah, I mean, we've done a bunch of spells and they've backfired a lot. I don't know if this is a good idea. (laughs) And I was like, that is an excellent fucking point. Excellent point. But would you take a one in three chance? Like, what is is the damage? Like, what, what are you risking at this point? Like... If yeah, it goes, I mean, I'm saying like if it goes wrong, can you retroactively do something like you know what I mean? Like if it's a yeah. last ditch measure, like you. If might worst well. comes to worst, just wheel Joyce in the middle of a pentagram and go reverse the spell and it's over. Yeah. Like <laughs> last season, they like all jumped into Buffy's body to defeat Adam. <laughs> yeah. Let's do like the Osmosis Jones or whatever, where they all shrink themselves down. Oh, they shrink in their brain. Little magic school bus situation. (laughs) It's frizzle. I will say, like, if this was Willow's mom, Willow would have just fucking done it. She wouldn't have asked anybody. Yep. Yep. It's a it's a bummer that like Buffy doesn't know how to do spells, and she has to ask them. And they're like, "Mm, "We're gonna gatekeep the spells." (laughs) But but if it was Willow's mom or Tara's mom, Mm -hmm. they would have just went ahead and done it. (laughs) Tara's like, "Wait." Uh, they're about to find out my demon stuff. Blind them. <laughs> <laughs> Oz, Oz loves a Oz loves another werewolf. Kill them all. <laughs> you never love again. Buff- never love another human again. Buffy's mom is sick. Oh, hey. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know about that. No. I mean, thirty-three percent chance. That's pretty good odds. <laughs> Tanders like Cordelia doesn't like me anymore. All right, love spell. Yeah, <laughs> Joyce is dying. Well, 
I don't know. Yeah, that's a good doctor. <laughs> doctor intern Ben, he seems yeah. like a good... He, he said that's a good doctor. Your mom's in good hands. Yeah. Uh, I read his report on Shadows. He's good. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like yeah. the idea that like, okay, this is a real thing. We can't do magic to solve it. Like, it's that get out of jail free thing. Logically, story-wise, I get it. Logically, it's like, they're definitely trying some magic shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then Anya spills the beans about, she's like, oh man, this as if this day couldn't get any worse. And Bobby's like, what do you mean? She's like, well, fucking Giles, he sold. And Xander's like, shut the fuck up. Nothing happened. I hated that they weren't going to tell her. Like, yeah. it's, it's couched in the, oh, she's having a bad enough day. Let's not pile on. Yeah. But then it's also in that, like, Giles doesn't want to admit that he made a mistake thing, too. And my thought yeah. was like, hey, this thing is after her sister, Giles. You know that. And mm -hmm. you know it can beat her up. And you're well, not... Do we know that it's after her sister? Oh, Giles knows. Yeah, Giles, Giles knows. does. Yeah. So he knows it's after the sister because it's the key. And that's the demon mm -hmm. that was looking for the key. And then also um, that, like, now this thing is out loose and dangerous and gonna it's gonna attack her and they're like mm, let's just keep it a secret and i'm like no yeah you have to tell her like it's yeah. dangerous for her not to know um and this thing goes yes. on for a little while it's right. yeah they all try to right. lie and cover it up and and buffy's like guys i know that you're fucking lying i can yeah. tell when something's up just tell me so then Giles eventually spills the beans. He's like, I sold this lady the amulet and the bloodstone. And it turns out, I think that it was the lady that beat the shit out of you. And I'm sorry. And Anya's like, yeah, with these items, she can summon a monster with it. And usually it is some type of reptile demon. And then Xander says, oh, why is it always these fucking people worshiping reptiles and snakes and shit? Why can't we like run into like a bunny worshiper? And Anya goes, well, thank you for those nightmares because it is well established that Anya is terrified of bunnies. And I was like, this is an excellent callback. Is it established that? Oh, yeah, because of the bunny. In suit. the Halloween episode. Yeah. Because yeah. she's like, you're supposed to dress up like something that terrifies you. And yeah. she's like, bunnies terrify me. And Willow has the frog thing. I really wonder if that's ever going to come back. They bring back yeah. a lot of stuff, man. So this yeah. the show, I don't know. Um, Xander also had a, <laughs> a joke earlier that reminded me of the clip. Someone posted the clip of the animated uh, uh, Buffy Animated show. Buffy? Yeah, that never got released or never made it past the pilot or whatever. Um, when they realize, when everyone realizes that Giles is sold to glory <laughs> and everyone goes, oh, that was her. And then they cut to Xander and he's just like, what happened? Like, <laughs> so perfect. Um, but yeah. So somehow they deduce that Glory is going to transmogrify. <laughs> sure. A, a cobra. And Buffy's like, all right, cool. I'm going to go fucking find this lady. I'm going to beat the shit out of her. And they're like, Buffy, you sure that's a good idea? Last time she beat you up and was merciless and you were fucked up because of it. And Buffy just turns. She's like, I got to do something. All right. Do you want us to give you some of these 
magical weapons in this magic shop that we have. <laughs> like anything. Just lying around. Do you want to take an axe? <laughs> like, yep. she just walks in, fists. Yep. <sighs> yeah. So then we go to the zoo. <laughs> this is where we get to the beginning of this episode being amazing. I yeah everything from here I mean this this episode is great yeah. like emotionally and now they kick things up back to like season one level yes. of Buffy shit yes. <laughs> and I fucking love dude this is one of my favorite episodes of this season so far like it just I feel like it works yeah I don't even remember the episodes that we watched <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't ranked them yet I saved that for the end Save that, Save for, that for the recap episode. Yeah. Um, so we get over to the zoo and Glory goes up to like the reptile enclosure and she just sees a cobra in its little case, punches through the glass, grabs the cobra, which is a rubbery Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> they do. This episode does a good job of like CGI, um, mm-hmm. practical effects and then like. There was like a real cobra at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a real cobra in the enclosure, and then after Glory grabs it, yeah. it is a mega fake rubber. But then when they put it in that little vase thing, it's also mm-hmm. a real one because you could see it like not go in at first. Yeah, yeah. So they put it in this like little uh, like vase thing or what, whatever it something <laughs> whatever Josh uh, sold her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She went to the flower pot. <laughs> she went to that other place. Uh, there's a place in Angel. Like, what was that? Oh, yeah. There's another place you can buy. The bookstore? No, no, that other place with um, not Andy Daly, but you thought it was Andy Daly. Um, oh, and he, yeah. And you yeah, can yeah, buy yeah, like yeah. these uh, cases to put people in, like boxes. Yeah. yeah. So they just go ahead and do the spell, this like dark incantation spell right there in the zoo, because Glory is not about wasting time. So she's there with Dreg and she starts doing the spell and Buffy shows up and just punches Glory in the face and she's like, it's on. We're not fucking waiting around for this. I don't have time for your bullshit. My mom has a tumor. I got to take out some rage. And so after Glory gets punched, she's just like, oh God, Dreg, keep doing the spell. I'm going to handle this chick and handle this chick. She does. Yes. Glory just is tossing Buffy around this exhibit, dude. I love knees her in the face at one point, and I was like, "God damn!" And she's quipping, yeah, and it, like she's out quipping Buffy during this. Like she's like talking and quipping and punching and flipping and like it's the nice like shoes on the other foot, Buffy. Yeah. How do you like it? <laughs> what I love about this is Glory doesn't give a shit about Buffy though, too. Like oh yeah, like it's. She just wants this key thing. Like, Buffy yeah. is just an annoyance. It's She's not a like gnat. a person. Yeah. Um, so in the middle of this huge fight, like, she tosses Buffy, like, into the in Cobra enclosure. Like, glass is breaking. Also, this exhibit is, like, a cave, too. So yeah. it's rough rock. Oh, man, it's got to hurt. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I was definitely getting a hyena uh, flashbacks. Um, oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that when they go to that zoo. So after Glory incapacitates Buffy pretty heartily by throwing her into (laughs) some kind of enclosure, uh, 
the giant cobra dude from the vase emerges. And boy, oh boy. I'm going to say this. I love the weird look of this creature. I am 100% in agreement with you. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's got like this big head and then like these little arms and he like stands up and slithers. I I don't know. It's the CGI stuff of it looks a little weird. I love the practical when it gets really close up. Um, yes. Some of the CGI wide shots are ridiculous later. Later on, absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, I love the look of it love he's he's threatening looking it's it's a giant cobra that has like muscly dude arms yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um and buffy wakes up to see this guy emerge and then glory's like all right cool now that you're here you're the finder find me the key please mm-hmm. and then the guy is like all right i'm gonna go slither around and figure this out and Buffy so just gets up cut. and, like, runs away. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, Glory doesn't care at all. Like, Yeah. Yeah. She's more concerned about which pumps she's going to wear, yeah. what heels she's got going on. Yeah. Does it match her outfit? Uh, and Buffy's just like, she's like, ah, oh, don't, don't tell me I fought a fucking vampire. It's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so then we go over to the magic box and Riley shows up and... He's like, hey, anyone know where Buffy is? And Xander's like, yeah, she went to go fight that glory chick. And Riley's like, what? Why would she go alone? Why would she go and fight this chick alone? She got handled last time. And then Xander's like, yeah, that's a bad idea to go and do something alone. That's really dangerous, isn't it? Like, kind of like how someone was supposed to go with a group of people to a vampire den and fight vampires. But that person went alone to a dangerous situation and threw a grenade there. Huh. I was like, bro, great point. Mm -hmm. But is this the time for this? I thought it was the time for it. Absolutely. I I was like, this is a heavy guilt trip. And like, there's a lot going on. Well, why is, why does he, what does Riley have? What is he guilt tripping Riley? Like, it's basically yeah. Riley's like, why did she go solo? And he's like, you went solo too. It's like one to one. Like, I don't, yeah. it's not, his mom's not sick. Like, I don't know. I, I guess maybe it's because I had just seen the scene with Riley and Dawn and I know well, how then bad the later, feeling. the end of this scene, Xander asks like, what's wrong with you? And then he yeah. sees his face and he goes, and then he asks him, is he's okay? Yeah. <laughs> the characters in the show do not have previous knowledge of the scenes that happened before. Yeah, I know, I know. I shouldn't factor that into it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I was like, damn, Xander, but he wouldn't have known. <laughs> yeah. All he knows is this guy threw a grenade and some vampires that went solo and now mad at Buffy about it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so like Vance just said, he sees like how kind of like down Riley is. He's like, hey, man, is everything all good? And and Riley's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm not feeling good, man. Like, I'm in a bad way. And Xander's like, hey, man, like, well, we're here for you. That's why they showed the flashback in the beginning yeah. so that we knew that, like, Xander knows about that. Like, yeah. Xander sees it in his face. And he's like, what's going on with you? And he's like, oh, shit, you're still, like, in your weird Buffy mood. He's like, I've been yeah. there. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like you said, 
Xander and Riley got a good bromance friendship type of deal going on yeah. too. Yeah, I it's just like I don't I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then we see the cobra dude slithering around in a church. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> uh, well, she told him to go to the church first because he has to track down like where the oh, monks yeah, the were, and like yeah. they do a good job of just doing like quick. This is where the monks were. Then he goes to like the next place and whatever. I wrote down when I saw him in the church. How is this monster traveling around, dude? And we see how he's traveling around. This mm-hmm. should be on the news immediately. Like mm-hmm. this, like. <laughs> It's just literally moving. There, if there's no way that this show could exist in 2023, because everyone would have a cell phone. Everyone would have a cell this. phone, and a bunch of people would be shooting at it. Yeah, ex- exactly, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Man, uh, but yeah, he's slithering around a church trying to catch the scent of the key. So then we cut to the hospital, and Buffy's calling Giles, and. Giles picks up and he does this like, hey, welcome to the Magic Box, your one-stop shop for all Magic Box. And Buffy's like, Giles, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's me. And Giles is like, oh, okay. How, how did it go with your confrontation with Glory? And Buffy's like, yo, she fucked me up, dude. I cannot stop her. <laughs> and Giles is like, I mean, yeah, that, that sucks, but I feel like we all told you that was going to happen. <laughs> and Buffy's like, yeah. And what's worse is she conjured the Cobra guy. So now the Cobra guy is out and he is searching for Dawn. And it's almost four o'clock and we got to get Dawn to the magic box. And we got to, we got to fucking protect Dawn. And Joe's like, all right, all right, cool. And then Buffy's like, oh, and one more thing, Giles, keep this a secret. Keep this between you and me. And we don't need Dawn freaking out about this Cobra guy. And then she's already got enough going on in her mind. Like, all right, cool. We'll keep it a secret. Well, there's in this in this scene, she says the monster's big, but not mayor big. So we get a yeah, yep. callback. And then Giles uh, reiterates something that uh, Dr. Intern Ben said, where he's like, there's really nothing else you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like a running theme through this. Like you just kind of. Like, you can't use magic on it. You can't do this on it. You just got to, like, kind of wait. Um, yeah. And Buffy's always been a person of action when things go wrong, which is what Xander mentions to Riley um, yeah. earlier. Um, yeah. It's, uh, I think, uh, yeah, Dawn's coming home from school. Like, supposed to come there after school or something. I don't know. Yeah. I guess he took her back to school at some point. <laughs> I guess Riley <laughs> dropped her off at school late. I don't know. Yeah, he took her to the carousel before school. Got yeah. her a milk, a breakfast milkshake. <laughs> Who knows what time it is? Because this is night soon. I'm glad that you talked about Xander telling uh, Riley about. That. I forgot about that. About how Riley's like, how could she go alone? And like, what is she thinking? Xander's like, Buffy's dealing with a lot right now that she can't solve, and and she's like an active. I need to solve something. Mm-hmm. This glory thing is something concrete and yeah. physical that she can touch and like solve so she needs to do that right yeah. now yeah and i was like that's that's a good point mm-hmm. speaking of riley though we go now to riley and he is just well we cut drinking. to drinking we cut to a montage yeah. this is the beginning yeah. of this montage so yeah 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 
the beginning of the montage is Riley drinking alone at Willie's. And then we go to Buffy being sad at the hospital. Then we go to Dawn being sad at the magic box. Then we go back to Riley and Sandy comes up to Riley again. She's she isn't persistent. And we have to say that on Discord, one of our listeners brought up the fact mm-hmm. that uh that Sandy was the girl that Vamp Willow must have turned in that yeah. uh was that the Doppelganger? The Doppelgangland episode. Um Yeah. Yeah. So doesn't really make sense that she would have been turned and not dead or whatever, but that is her. They brought back that actress, and that's supposed to be her. You know? That is a such a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, a lot of people in the Discord did not know that either. And, yeah, and yeah, we're were, seeing this for the first, first time. time. Like, there's people that have seen it yeah. multiple times. Like, oh, I never picked up on that. I would have never picked up. Like, yeah, why? like <laughs> you would just be like, oh, this is just some actress playing the role. Yeah, yeah. but good catch. Yeah, people that found that out or remembered that or whatever because i would never would have fucking caught that yeah but uh sandy comes up to riley again and she's like hey there big boy and riley's looking at her like you know what maybe maybe yeah this was where it was like what's going on here I, i was thinking oh buffy likes vampires maybe i like vampires Mm Hmm. why would yeah but then we got cut to the doctor talking to Buffy and Joyce and is a part of this montage. Yes, yeah, the mom like cut, reacting to the news. Yeah. And turning her head and having a a, a bandage on her head. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to Sandy pulling Riley into these dark, shadowy alley and like kissing up on him, and then she goes for his neck, goes full vamp face. And just as she's about to bite, you're looking and you're like, oh, Riley, you're falling to this. You fell right into Spike's trap. You're going to become a vampire mm-hmm. and because you think it'll impress Buffy. But no, no, no. He fucking stakes her right as she's about to bite well, him. No, she bites him. Like, oh, she blood. does bite him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah like yeah. She's on the neck. He's feeling it. Yeah. And it's like he had a crisis of conscience right there and like. I can't do this. And he stakes her, which was like great, great of him to have that backup plan of like, if I choose to not go through with this, I could just. Well, I don't know. Well, that, that becomes my question of was his plan to turn himself into a vampire and he had a crisis. Did he just say, fuck it. I just want to feel something and just have a vampire. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know exactly what his mind said. Like, this is what I have to think about. Sandy knows that he knows that she's a vampire right mm-hmm. so sandy's not just gonna go to the alley with him and be like oh are you gonna fall for this trick again like she's not like vampires aren't like they're dumb but they're not like forgetful <laughs> yeah <laughs> not goldfish or whatever um so like what did he say at the bar like hey i want you to turn to me it's that the movie yeah. said it's he's like hey i know you're a vampire but i'm horny for vampire lust like what like what got her to go to the alley with him for this you know yeah even if i mean he would have had to have lied to her about like yeah you're so hot turn me into a vampire so we can be together but like he's really like he, there's no way he could be like i want to turn into a vampire because the girl that i love is in no, the vampire he wouldn't say that but like she wouldn't just be like 
oh yeah, I'm going to turn you into a vampire because like, but we get that look when Sandy comes in, like, oh yeah, I kind of like am crushing on this guy, you know? Because yeah. as we know, vampires will crush on humans. Yeah. So like, Facts. why? Why Sandy could, breaks into Riley's place, yeah. starts sniffing his jocks. <laughs> <laughs> his his initiative gear. Yeah, his initiative uh, branded yeah. tidy whiteies. Yeah. Riley definitely wears tidy whiteies. His his iron tidy whiteies. <laughs> Starched and ironed. Uh, yeah, I just don't. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And I was like, man, is he going to turn into a vampire? And I was like. This could be interesting if he does. I was really like, oh, that would be interesting. And trying to hide from Buffy that he's a vampire. Like, I can't go out during the daytime. Like, it was going to be interesting. But I think he's also his crisis of conscience. Yeah. Was also interesting. It was like, I'm a little torn. Like, do I wish that he would have went through with it and been like, you dumb dummy? Or is it like. Just we're watching a guy like go like he's drinking at the demon bar. He's like getting bit by vampires. Like he's he's struggling. He's at a he's yeah. he's falling off. And I I was like being turned is the next step of that. I just don't know if we're just gonna like let this linger for like two more episodes of like oh he's falling or not. I just don't know what they're gonna do. That's my question. Yeah. I really like this scene now. Yeah, yeah. Because after he after he stakes her, he has just like this look of vengeance on his face. Like I felt like so bad for Sandy the vampire at this point. <laughs> right? Like we, like she, she got duped. She got duped. <laughs> and here's the weirdest thing. They go on patrol to kill vampires, but they also have a vampire bar that they can go to where vampires just yeah. go. And they and it's like we don't kill them there. They don't go into the bar every night and just kill every demon in there. They just let them be. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. they also have another bar where vampires go to called the Bronze. <laughs> <laughs> the magic shot where demons are just welcome to roam through. Yeah. I think it would have been a very interesting wrinkle to make Riley a vampire and then Buffy dump him and then he's just the heartbrokenest vampire in the land. I wonder if they couldn't do that because if Riley becomes a vampire who's heartbroken and then vengeful again, we're back at the Angela stuff. Mm. And then I want them to do it just because then they're like, oh, my God, Buffy, you can't be dating vampires anymore. And then she dates Spike and they're just like, what the fuck are we going to do with you, Buffy? <laughs> doctor intern Ben is just right there like, come on, <laughs> I'm a doctor. <laughs> Doctor Inter. Doctor Inter. <laughs> I mean, soon to be a doctor if he can yeah, sur- yeah. if he can live long enough in Sunnydale. Yeah, if there's not another demon hanging out in the locker room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that would have been an interesting turn. Riley turns into a big bad, like trying to be like you broke my heart, trying to kill Buffy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been interesting. But I'm also interested to see where this goes. Anyway, yeah, we'll see. So then after this, we have the Cobra guy going to the carousel. And while he's there, he's like, oh, I pick up on the scent of the key. His eyes flash red. He's like, oh, I got it. Let me smell this and like follow the trail. Follow my nose wherever it goes like Toucan Sam. I want to see him go into the school. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's in front of the carousel. This is outside. Like someone's got to be like, what the fuck is this thing? Yeah. 
So Buffy shows up to the magic box and Dawn is there and she hugs Buffy and they're like, oh man, is everything all good? Everybody's safe here? And they're like, yeah, everything is good. No signs of trouble. And then the Cobra dude just busts into the magic shop. Fucking shatters the windows. Mm -hmm. Another deal for the window salesman of Sunnydale. (laughs) Every morning they wake up to like a million phone calls. (laughs) (laughs) They have a call center to take all the requests. It's just the most lucrative business in this city. (laughs) (laughs) But so he busts through the window, starts wrecking the shop. Oh, you know we're going to get you know we're going to get Xander fixing it up next episode. This shop has been wrecked. Giles has had it for maybe like two, three weeks and it has been wrecked three times it seems like it would be dangerous to have the stuff that they have on the shelves like it gets knocked over and you're like oh shit that shouldn't have that's not supposed to crack open like yeah they have all kinds of orbs everywhere yeah. shattering all over the joint yeah um but while he's wrecking the shop he knocks over a bookshelf and it falls on buffy and buffy's incapacitated um oh she, that's and, our, always our biggest uh weakness is bookshelves yeah so as she's incapacitated, she's like struggling. She can't get this bookshelf off of her. The the cobra is like right in Dawn's face and he's looking at her. And Dawn is just screaming her fucking head off. Rightfully scream so. Scream queen. Rightfully so. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know who doesn't scream like that if you see that thing standing in front of you. Yeah. And nobody else, like the whole gang is there. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is doing anything. This cobra is just there. Looking right at Dawn, Dawn screaming her head off. This is a thing that they didn't want to tell Buffy about. <laughs> Imagine that happened and they didn't tell Buffy about it. And then they had to yeah. tell her afterwards. This is yeah. it's a betrayal on the level of like when he took her powers away from her. This is a betrayal the likes of which have never been seen before. Yeah. Uh, so after the Cobra dude sees Dawn, he's like, all right, now I know where she is. I'm out. Deuces. Yeah, because Glory said to find the key and then come back and tell me its location. Yep. Yep. So the Cobra just comes back through the window and heads out. And Buffy finally pushes the bookshelf off and she goes up to Josh. She's like, oh, shit. The Cobra knows about Dawn not being real. And then so Buffy starts chasing after this cobra. Well, she doesn't say those words because well, yeah, the rest yeah. of the group does not know. He's like, yeah, she just goes knows. up to Josh like, he knows. The cobra knows. Then she starts chasing the cobra. And then we get the most glorious wide shot ever <laughs> of this cobra just slithering around the Sunnydale city street. The major street. The main people street. People walking. Main street. Yep. Main street. Well, for Main Street, there's literally only one car on the street. And because it's a studio, the street ends. <laughs> yeah. It just drives right into a building. Uh, yeah. yeah. But a guy dodges out of the way of the cover. like, oh, holy shit. There's a couple other people, like three or four other people. A car spins out trying to avoid the Cobra. And Buffy, for the second time in this entire series, starts chasing the Cobra. Now, for me... Seeing the cobra would freak me out. Absolutely. Now, seeing a small blonde woman chasing after it, that would even pique my interest even more. I would Mm -hmm. be like, wait a minute, what the hell is going on? 
Like, isn't that that girl I went to high school with? <laughs> and then Safi? Well, if you went to high school with her, then you know what's up. Yeah. Isn't that the class protector? <laughs> oh. oh, this must be some kind of class protection. Thing. And then I would just like be like, hey, that magic shop that's wrecked, did that just come out of here? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we got some questions. Yeah. The cops got to show up at some point. Somebody had to have called 911. <laughs> Sunny, Sunnydale PD, how can we help you? Yeah, there's a giant fucking snake. No, we got three reports of that on South Town. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> so Buffy's running through the city, chasing after this cobra. And then eventually Giles shows up in his hot red BMW mm -hmm. convertible. And he's like, Buffy, get in. Let's chase it. I was like, this is what this car's for. Yep. Yeah. So they're chasing this cobra. And then we cut back to Glory in her apartment with Dreg. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Dreg, this is taking way too long. How come this fucking snake guy hasn't found the key yet? You told me it was going to work. And Dreg's like, please, please, most beautiful, most ingracious one, please. Uh, it, it just takes a little bit of time. I, I, I know it's going to work. I know that he's going to find it. And then Glory's just like starts taking taking her anger out on the monk and like beating him up a little bit, giving him a little bit of one twos. I wouldn't call him a monk. Well, yeah, he's something. He's just dressed in like he's a in, He's garb. in monk gear. Yeah. Uh, he he might Franciscan be a demon. He's, he gear. could be a demon monk. Maybe that's what you call in for this thing. I do yeah. love that she's like, tick tock drag, tick freaking tock drag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love unhinged glory. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so Giles and Buffy are still chasing the Cobra guy. And then eventually it goes through like a construction site where there's a fence and Giles can't drive through there because this is a new car. This is a pretty hot car. He's I don't like, want to drive. This isn't like, an off-road vehicle. I like Don at all, but she's not a real person. So <laughs> <laughs> I paid a lot of money oh for the BMW. Yeah. This is a pretty pricey vehicle. It's not an off-roader. So. And your future boyfriend wrecked my other car. <laughs> <laughs> so Buffy hops out and starts chasing him and then eventually catches up with him and grabs a chain on her way here. Did you and notice the stunt double in the shot of her running forward, which I did not understand? Like we see her run through the fence and then there's an mm -hmm. edit and then there's another edit of her running a little closer. And it's definitely not Sarah Michelle Geller. And I was like, why did they shoot? Why did they cut to the shot that's head on with a different person? Like, I felt like they could have just got rid of that shot and not shown the stunt person's face. It was See, weird. I, did, I didn't notice that edit. I noticed the the stunt double jumped out of the car. And then there was an edit. And then it's a close-up shot of Sarah Michelle Geller running. But then there's another close-up running. And it's the and stunt. And it's the stunt. No, I it, didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah it was weird. But I will yeah, say this stunt double does look more like Sarah Michelle Gellar than the last one. Yeah. I can't I speak mean, on the quality. Obviously. I can't speak on quality of the stunts yet. Um, the stunt yeah. coordination has been good this season, but yeah. Yeah. So on her way, Buffy grabs a chain and then she catches up to the snake and chains it around its throat and starts choking it. And then we get a wide shot. And this is some of the worst CGI. Look, Buffy's CGI looks horrible. Yes. The f <laughs> it's like, it's. They could have done just like 
Because when you cut to the close-ups with the uh, practical stuff, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, but then they cut to this wide shot of it, and she's, like, really tiny, and she's, like, riding it and trying to choke it. Um, Yeah. it's It, it looks, like, glitchy and boxy. Like It was... I mean, that, for the TV budget, yeah, that's what you're going to get. Yeah, so eventually she's, like, yanking on this chain. She's riding it like a, like a bull, and... Uh, she eventually is choking it so hard that the snake is like, <laughs> and Buffy's like, whew, I killed it. I'm going to unwrap this chain. So she unwraps the chain and the snake's like, psych bitch, I'm still alive. And I was like, I love this. I did too. I was like, can you choke a snake out like that? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, also this demon's supposed to be better. This- right. They always bring these like, this is a threat. It is a threat that if it finds out where the key is. But it's not mm-hmm. a threat, like, physically. <laughs> yeah. So Buffy's like, oh, you faked me out? Now I'm fucking pissed, bro. She catches up with the snake again and just starts punching it in the face. And literally punches it in the face to death. And even after it's dead, she's still wailing on this fucking thing. And I was like, yeah. It is really funny to watch what I can only assume is Sarah Michelle Gellar grossed out by the ooze that is coming out of this thing while she's punching it. Because <laughs> <laughs> she goes from like really angry to like protect my sister to where she's punching it and it's all this stuff. And she's like, ew, this feels weird yeah. on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> but Buffy needed to take out some aggression. Yeah. Like, this is that Simpsons meme of like, stop it, he's already dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they got to a shot before they pan up to glory because he was really close to her place. Mm-hmm. But she's punching it and it's just like this rubber dummy. And it's like yeah. <laughs> the head, it keeps flopping back and forth. It's so funny. Yeah. But yeah, it pans up to glory, which is like, oh, the snake was so close to telling glory like what the deal was. And I hate that I was rooting for the snake to win. <laughs> Like, I wanted the snake to tell Glory it was done yeah. so we can be like, oh, yeah, now it's on. Like, yeah. Because Glory is still, like, in the dark at this yeah, point. Yeah, so now we got to do, like, eight more Glory things to figure out the key. And then yeah. we can, like, really get into it. Um, and that's well, what, we're only in episode eight of I a 22 know. episode that's season. What I'm saying. So. so you got to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was wondering so, like, Glory is peering out from her window. Do you think that she sees Buffy beating up the snake? No. I just think that's just to show how close he was. Yeah. Nick. I agree. And uh, now she probably killed the dragon because that thing isn't coming back. Oh, you're right. You are absolutely right. Though I wouldn't be surprised if next episode, Gloria is like, I saw the Slayer beat up the snake. Just because of the proximity and she is peering out the window. But it does not look like she's seeing that. I don't think she's seeing it, yeah. Um, so because yeah. if she saw that, she'd be like, oh, this thing is actually, like, maybe she would know, like, it's tied to her more. Because it mm-hmm. seemed, like, personal versus, like, oh, it's a demon. I'm just going to kill it. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go to Buffy with Joyce at the hospital. And Joyce is like, all right, I think it's time that I tell Dawn about what's going on. Can you get Dawn? And Bobby's like, yeah. And then Joyce is like, does my hair look good? <laughs> do I have I don't bad have head? like scary do I... I don't have scary mom hair, do I? It's like, well, I packed you your conditioner, so you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Such a mom, Joyce. 
Yeah. I wonder so, what she's like in real life, that actress. Christine Sutherland? Yeah. Sutherland? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because she does a great job of momming it up this series. Yeah. She's a great mom character in this. Like, it's it's good. Yeah. Like, you cannot like her mothering <laughs> at times, <laughs> but, like, she definitely plays the, like, 90s, 2000s mom character that you, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Dawn comes in and Buffy leaves and Riley shows up and he's wearing a turtleneck. Yeah, you got that turtleneck <laughs> on. <laughs> to hide his uh his his vampire hickey yep and he's there and he's just like hey is everything all right and buffy's like i just need a hug dude and he's hugging her and he's like hey it's all right man like you're going through a lot you can let out some emotion and buffy pulls back and she's like i literally can't because if i do i will never stop and people are relying on me right now people need me and i can't be a mess <laughs> So I need to be strong. And then Joyce calls to Buffy from her room. She's like, Buffy, can you come in here? And Buffy's like, yeah, sure. She goes back into the room and Riley's left alone in the hospital. And he's all sad. And that is where we end it. Yeah, the door closes like the end of the Godfather thing where like they close the door and like Riley's left outside. But it, this one, I felt a little... I was wondering, now that you, like, described it, I wonder if Riley feels like, because of what Spike said, and she opened up the Spike, and he's like, oh, she won't open up to me right here. Like, But what Buffy says about, like, not being able to, like, let loose makes sense. Yeah, and that's also opening up to Riley. Yeah, like, I feel like that's a valid thing that she's saying to him. And, yeah. like, the shot of, like, Riley standing in the hallway alone, like, feeling, like, left out. I'm like, this is the time where you need to give her space. Yeah. Like, you give her space unless she needs you around. Like, you, like this isn't about you, Riley. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, is, this is your girlfriend and her mom's, like, sick. Like, chill. Well, part of the recap, too, was when Riley tells Buffy, like, whenever you feel like you can tell me what's going on in that head of yours, I'll be here with you when he was pissed, like, a couple oh, episodes about ago. It, that was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. I could see him being, like, a little, but, like, not like, like you said, yeah, it's, it's not about him at this moment. <laughs> no, it's not like, what was that secret about Dawn? It's like, dude, my mom's, like, sick. like, just, like, do you need me to get you? Like, you know what she needs to be, like, when... Um, I forget what episode this was, but there was a one when Xander and Cordelia were dating each other and Cordelia bought him donuts and they were in a hospital mm -hmm. because Buffy was sick maybe or something. Uh, I, yeah, I remember at one that was, that was, fuck, what was that episode? I, yeah. Cause that wasn't like the, that nightmare. Show. That was, I don't, was it the one with the, the doc, the, the demon that was, feeding on kids and Buffy no, snapped its neck because this one had like that security guard that was being real, really weird and they had to sneak in the back to like steal some they had to is it, I, this is when angel showed up and xander was like mm. uh when you die i'll be there was it that one no this was like i'm trying to i remember um remember cordelia had to like pretend with the security guard while xander snuck around to steal something and she, Cordelia was like flirting with the security guard, but I don't know mm -hmm. why they were in the hospital. I'm like, 
Um, there was a hospital scene. Cordelia was a great girlfriend. She brought like donuts to Xander and like she didn't like pride him about relationship stuff. And oh, they got into yeah. arguing because they were kind of like in and out dating. I really don't remember what that was about. I don't think it was the killing of the kids one. I don't think that I feel was like one. there's only been so many hospital episodes and one of them was that and then the other one was in the mayor was trying to kill Buffy with the pillow. Yeah, no, I think there's because I don't think there's a security guard situation because Cordelia there definitely is a security put, guard situation with the mayor because remember they no with the mayor. Him, yeah, so. but I'm talking about the one where Cordelia's not in the mayor one. So that's oh, yeah, you're right. Only have, yeah, um, I think it's the one where, with the the demons going for the kids. I don't think so, because this one it was about they were doing something else because the demon doing the kids. This one was about like people doing something different. This was the one with the frogs. Remember when the when I brought up Willow didn't like the frogs thing? What, so it's the nightmare one with the kid with, that had nightmares? But why would no, Xander no. be at the hospital? That was the frog one was Willow had to say something like, oh, frogs, because she had to get the guards to not attack Buffy. Oh, there was something. I, have, I don't know. But I have no idea. Anyway, <laughs> everyone on Discord is going to. pointless, long, pointless. Not one. pointless because Cordelia. <laughs> Uh, was doing the right comforting thing yeah yeah. yes and like riley right now it's the show's making it be like oh i don't think this moment highlights buffy being mean i don't think buffy has done anything wrong to riley this whole episode but they're like yeah they're like linking it like oh riley feels so bad like spike says some stuff don says some stuff but like buffy's actions have not pushed him have not uh, confirmed the stuff that people have said. Yeah. So. Yeah, and Riley also can't right now be like, do you love me or not? Yeah, it's like, so he's just, about? yeah. He, I mean, his arc since then has been so sad. Like, I mean, Riley's whole character is just sad as fuck, dude. Like, it's getting sad as shit. Graham was right, man. Get out of Sunnydale, dude. Yeah, Graham. That beautiful lunk. Yeah. <laughs> True love. <laughs> what are you? What are you? The, the mission's boyfriend? The mission's true love? <laughs> How dare you use those words? <laughs> hey, maybe we but, should call uh, the military. Maybe we should call those uh, initiative guys that I ran away from for two episodes. <laughs> God. Got anything else to say about Shadow Vance? I do not. I enjoyed this episode. Love the Cobra guy. Love the emotional beats of it, too. Big fan of this episode. Uh, next episode is titled Listening to Fear. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Somebody got a hearing aid that, uh, that <laughs> speaks to the demon realm? Yes. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm down with that, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's what we're going with, everybody. <laughs> if that's right, that'd be amazing. Uh, I'd be so pleased with myself. But uh, anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. That is our recap and review of Shadow. Uh, if you want to get a shish, shish, shout out, do an Apple Podcast rate and review, do a Spotify thing on uh, five stars. Oh, yeah, we do five stars. Uh, Screenshot it, send it to me at Joe Welke. 
Uh, join our Discord. We have a lot of fun, lively conversations. Looks like some people are like starting a book club in the Discord. It seems like I don't go into the books thing anymore because I'm illiterate. But uh, <laughs> you're like, I bought a picture book. Yeah, I literally did. That's that was my contribution to that. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's waiting to. <laughs> he's gonna take baby steps. He's gonna go to pop up books next, and then maybe it's maybe it's works. literally titled "Books and Comics." It's a comic book art book about a manga. <laughs> so yeah, join the Discord. We got a bunch of stuff going on. Join our Patreon. Uh, Cruel Intentions review has gotten rave reviews from the listeners. People have enjoyed our chatter about that yeah and we have the uh, craft we have the menu we have mr fix it renfield renfield what else did we uh, do we're doing about the menu did we talk yeah, to the menu yet? what was the second thing we did God. <laughs> <laughs> we we got a, we got seven of them <laughs> uh so yeah join boys watching movies we do boys we watching did scrooge we did scrooge oh scrooge right Save what that maybe for the holidays, but that is a that was a real fun. That was a crazy that was fun. Real fun. Yeah. And we did cocaine bear. Yeah. Oh yeah, cocaine bear. Yeah. Um, guys, time's flying. <laughs> what a random collection of movies. <laughs> yeah. We also got boys watching Angel in there, uh, and then uh, we got the Joe's Fashion Report here that has zero patrons, but I'm guessing it's because everybody wants the Angel in the movies. And if you sign up for those ones, you get Joe's Fashion Report anyway. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, we also have a wish list and a throne and all that stuff. Um, and, yeah, follow the Instagram at Boys Watching Buffy. Email in boyswatchingbuffy at gmail.com. Uh, I don't think I'm missing anything. At, I don't, am I? Uh, no. For the ending plugs? <laughs> no. Yeah. There we go. You did it. All right. Well, thanks for listening and stay tuned next time for when we talk about listening to fear. Oh, everything takes time. What about my time? Does anyone appreciate that I'm on a schedule here? Tick, talk, drag, tick. Frickin' talk! Seltzer Kings Podcasts.